The Lauren Agee case was hastily closed by authorities, but many questions remain. Come behind the curtain with private investigator Sheila Waisaki as she uncovers the truth about what happened to Lauren. This is Without Warning. Warning. The following episode contains details about sexual violence and elements that are graphic in nature. Are you afraid of Aaron? I'm afraid of the backlash. Like, I was telling him, like, what if this, these pictures come out and his text messages come out? Like, I've been just incriminated. I mean, I did. And he's not, told the truth. He's There's not going to be happy. As of right now, I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want that feeling to ever come back. tape you are going to hear is a continuation of my interview with Cassie Franks. Cassie Franks was Aaron Lilly's ex-girlfriend that he was secretly seeing before Wakefest. Cassie has become a very important witness. She knows patterns. She knows relationships. She knows all the players. So I met with her many, many times. When did Aaron start dating or seeing Hannah? Um, the first time I ever saw them together was right after, um, him and I broke up and it was because she was hanging out with the girls. She was a part of the little group of friends. Um, and I never saw them like physically out together. I saw them in his car and they were driving by the local bar that we all used to hang out with. And when they saw me sitting there, they drove past and kept going. And that's when I saw her in there. I don't know who broke up with who or if Aaron wasn't just taking it seriously, but she essentially like blocked Aaron. Hannah did. Um, and would quit and quit talking to him, I guess, because she could tell like him and I still had a thing. I don't know what it was, but she blocked him. I honestly, I didn't see anything of Hannah show up until Wakefest. That was the second round. And I didn't know anything about her at that point. This is a Facebook message that Aaron Lilly sent Lauren about a week before Wakefest, July 19th, around 2.05 p.m. Hey, stranger, I know this is random, and we only talked a handful of times when out. But I remember little Miss Hannah Palmer talking about how good of friends you two are. Her name came up in conversation here recently and more than once, in parentheses, all great stuff. But it had me thinking about her, and I guess she blocked me when we quit hanging out. Dot, dot, dot. I was just wondering how she's doing, and next time you talk to her, should tell her to unblock me. And of course, there's a smiley face. Understand, he was still dating Cassie at this point. So timeline-wise, it was January that y'all had your big fight, and the judge said, okay, you guys have to separate, right? Mm -hmm. And then you all secretly stayed in touch, correct? But he was dating other people at that time. Yes, without me knowing. And then in July, the big reveal of Hannah. Yes, And he rolled back around and wanted to start seeing me again. So we started the secret thing up again. And we did that all the way up until Wakefest. I left his house that morning. 
we had an agreement not to speak to one another unless we got drunk and something happened that we would just be cordial because we weren't ready for people to know about us. The only person that did know about us was Samantha Arnold. The Thursday night that Cassie and Aaron stayed together, I asked Cassie if they had sex. The answer was yes. So he had sex with Cassie, left for Wakefest, and then showed up with Hannah. I left Friday morning and said, well, will I see you at Wakefest? And he was like, yeah, I'll be there. And I was like, I'm assuming the, the normal spot. And he was like, yeah, you'll, I'll see you there. And I texted him throughout the rest of the day. Uh, when I got to Wakefest, he was already there. The campsite was already built. Texted him, and he got it. So they can't say that there wasn't service because he got it. Um, I remember where I was standing, even. I was on the other, you know where the... Um, the boat dock store is. Mm-hmm. I was literally on the other side of the wall looking up at the cliff on the boat dock store. Okay. And I was texting him there saying, oh, I see you're there. I'm like, your spot. I said, campsite looks good. There's that Red Bull flag. And because we got the Red Bull flag at Bonnaroo together. So, um, man, and he was like, yeah, um, I'll see you later, you know, at, at the bar. And that's when I saw him and he walked in with Hannah. When investigating, it is important to find out the background of the people that were with Lauren that weekend. What I found out about Aaron's background was he had a very toxic relationship with Cassie Franks, his ex-girlfriend, sorta at the time. He knew how to control her and manipulate her. You know, what kind of control did he want to have? It was more or less like with me, he knew that if he looked pathetic, I would bring him in. And so I, he knew your butt. So he would come and like, I need you. Like, I don't, I can't get in trouble, babe. Like, he would cry to me, like, save me, save me, help me. And I would do it every time. And I all, because in my mind, I thought, like, he put in his mind that if, well, if I make you happy, if I go to jail, I won't be with you. So you won't be happy anymore. And, like, that's what he would put in my brain. So if you save me, you're saving yourself. And I would take... And honestly, I still live by that to this day, almost in a way. Like, you know, if I take care of other people, I'm taking care of myself because it makes me happy. Listeners have heard that Erin Lilly has been with many girls, two of which were Cassie Franks and Hannah Palmer during Wakefest. On top of that, he was sending flirty text messages to Lauren. Saturday morning of Wakefest, a message came through to Lauren's phone from Aaron. Aaron says, quote, it's Mac Daddy, holla from the houseboat if you want a dollar. Now that sounds like something he would do flirtatiously. I mean, I'm, that does sound like something he would do, but he never... He might have, Lauren might have called him that just to be mean, but like, like I said, I called him Tyrone. Like that was my nickname for him was Tyrone, but that was his alias with me. So, I mean, he probably had a different nickname with every girl he ever had something going on with. Join us on Patreon if you want to look behind the curtain and see what really happens in investigations. There was one other Facebook message from Aaron to Lauren. And it stated, come to the end of the houseboat dock and yell if you need us. Sent at 1.17 a.m. on Saturday morning. 
would it surprise you if Aaron, I mean, I think it's pretty documented that he didn't look for her the next day. And oh, I know. He didn't even look at all. Does that surprise you at all, or not is that one not one bit? Oh, my gosh. Okay. And I don't think Hannah spent more than an hour looking for her, because Hannah was right back on that boat taking pictures with uh, Aaron and the rest of the group. They were out there on that, because, I mean, I was creeping still, because I was still the herd ex-girlfriend, you know, at this point, so I was watching to see how their weekend went. They were posting pictures of them on that water board that goes up in the air on Sunday. They did it till the sun went down, until I guess the police came and found them. Oh, they found the police. Oh, they went to them. That that makes sense. Because that's after they got their story together. And they're like, okay, now we need to go. So that makes sense. Well, yeah, I think when they found the body, um, as I understand it, Chris and Aaron were coming around saying, is that my friend? And nobody knew at that point there was a body there. Yeah, that's just weird. And that's according to witness statement. Well, okay, so to start this, say your name. LD. And how are you related to this case? Um, I was I was at Wakefest whenever uh whenever the I guess the situation was going down. LD is a name that was mentioned in a previous episode by Aaron Lilly. LD was and is a good friend of Cassie's. We me and Cassie, we became friends. Um, I met her through a buddy, and we rode motorcycles together. And so, yeah, we we spend the day just riding around. Um, but yeah, so we we've been friends ever since. Me, me and Cassie, we were like Bonnie and Clyde. Everybody thought me and Cassie were together every time they seen us. But it wasn't like that. We're just really, really close friends. Cassie's family took me into their home, and they basically like took me like they consider me family me and her family still really close we i spend thanksgiving and christmas with them so the only the only reason why i even went was because cassie asked me to go and that was my first time ever hearing of Wakefest. I had four of my buddies with me. We all five went and checked out the cliff. Whenever we got up there, you know, we introduced ourselves. And then um, that's when I met what, Chris, Chris Strout? Stout. Stout, Chris Stout. And then I met Hannah Palmer. And, I'm, and then I met Lauren. And then Aaron comes out of the tent. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I was like, and then I, I told one of my buddies, I was like, yeah, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to go. I don't, I, I don't do Aaron Lily. We're, we're not big fans of each other. Aaron Lily and LD knew each other through Cassie. They didn't care for each other. They wanted nothing to do with each other, and they did not speak to one another. Tell me what the history is between the two of y'all. Um. I I know the whole like him and Cassie being together and he was very very abusive to Cassie. Um I know one time he did push her down the stairs um and that resulted to you know police being called and everything. Um she told me about that and then I we we there's a bar called called the Piranhas in Hendersonville that me and Cassie would go to, hang out, have beers, meet friends. And every once in a while, he'll be there. And he would say, like, his little snobby remarks um, to Cassie because, you know, like, Cassie, she's just a really personal person. Like, even though she, like, she may not really agree with your lifestyle or, like, 
if you don't like if she doesn't even like really want to conversate with you in general she will she's just re- she's really a really really nice woman and she's very personable and she's very like open minded and but she will tell you how it is at the same time um but she, he was he was like he'll go to her and just like say all the stuff about me because I was living with her at the time and he found out about it and he didn't like that and of course everybody always thought me and Cassie were together and because we're always together twenty four seven I be I drive her car around and all this stuff and people would see that um, yeah so he he didn't like that and I mean but even before like we didn't really I've never really had a conversation with the guy like ever I've never spoken to him. He just didn't like me because of me living with Cassie and me and Cassie being friends. Like, I've never, ever, ever had a conversation with him. Even when um, Cassie was living with him? Yeah, no, at that time, I didn't know Cassie at that time when oh, they were gosh. like dating. Oh, they had, okay. I, I want to say that they went, when me and Cassie had just met um, through my buddy Derek, um, me and Cat, like, Kat, I'm sorry, Cassie and Aaron had just like broken up. I want to say. So, okay. Yeah. So Aaron and, and Cassie had had their altercation where the police came. Mm-hmm. After that is when you it, all became friends. Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. And you would see Aaron at like piranhas and y- other bars and stuff like yes, that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. With Cassie. And yeah, and then he had already found out that I was living with her and that we were friends. And I guess he just had us. Own thought of like what was going on, and it wasn't. He was jealous. Yes, okay. basically. LD had heard about the cliff through Cassie. LD wanted to experience the cliff for himself, so he and his friends were able to have someone on a boat take him over to the cliff. Once they got on top of the cliff, LD and Aaron run into each other. LD and his friends weren't there very long. But the one thing that L.D. heard Aaron state still haunts him today. Whenever we were up there, there was a statement made that freaked me out even more. It was, it was just, it was out of nowhere, out of the blue, and I don't know why it was said. And it was said by Aaron. And he stated that, if anything was to ever happen up here, then it then it stays up here. That no, no, nobody's gonna say anything. And like me and my buddies were just like, why did he, why did he just say that? I don't know. It was it, it came it came out of nowhere. We didn't know why he said it. And like nobody else said anything. It was just he just came out and just said that. And it was it was freaky. But I don't know. Yeah, like what? Why? Why would you? Why would you say anything like that? Like, do you, like you know something like gonna happen, or like it's just because like it just looks really dangerous up there, and you know that it's dangerous. I don't know. It was just a weird thing for him to say, just knowing like or hearing his like violent past um, and his his temper, his being easily tempered, you know. So I mean, anything could have went down. Like just the little, I feel like the like just like the little slightest things could have happened, and she probably could have set them off. So after the events of Wakefest, Aaron had moved down to Florida. Cassie hadn't heard from him until one day she got a random phone call. He was living back down in Florida when I finally heard from him again, and it was. Um, when was it? It was still 
warm out. And he was talking about um, how much he missed me and loved me. But he called me from his work phone, blocked, so I wouldn't know who was calling me. He wouldn't call me from his cell phone, but he called me from his work, his, his boss's work phone or something. And I'll, I'll never forget what he said to me because I was just, like, so dumbfounded what he said. Um, I mean, excuse my vulgarness, but he said, I miss your fat ass bouncing up and down on me is his exact words. And I will always love you. I only remember, I mean, he, he chokes when he's having sex with you too. I mean, he is doing that because there was one time I've had to like grab his hand and pull it back because it was just too much. And I do remember that. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's because like he's just into it or what, but like, I mean, it's like when you don't mind. I mean, I don't mind, but when I can't breathe, there's a problem. And you're, like, making me black out, then yes. As an investigator, I may ask very personal questions. In this particular case, asking Cassie about her sex life with Aaron was important because of the information she gave us. Cassie brought up that Aaron likes to choke, and she couldn't breathe, and she has to push his hands away. That becomes very important in this investigation. The only thing that I ever thought that was weird, that is weird in my opinion, he was all about, like, you being asleep kind of thing and waking you up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you'll be just asleep, and the next thing you know, you can feel him touching you. And I, I always thought that that was weird, but at the same time, I was like, well, he's my boyfriend, so it's not a big of, that big of a deal. Like, he's just waking me up. So do you feel like you kind of dodged a bullet by getting out of the relationship or him moving on to Hannah? My life was saved, and I know it was. Like, if he wasn't going to hurt me, the stress would have killed me. If you would have seen me then, I weighed almost 100 pounds. I weigh 160 right now. Like, I mean, I was nothing. I was skin and bones. There's a photo that... I just thought I was the cutest little thing in. It was right after, like, him and I broke up. I look disgusting. Like, I really do. Like, my eyes are sunken in. I'm tiny. Like, I'm pale. And I just literally thought that, like, that was okay. I'm taking away the good guy image he tries for everyone. Like, he can't... If there's something negative in the world about him, it drives him crazy. But he pulls off this, the haters make me famous. That's his saying. Haters make me famous. Cassie had a toxic relationship with Aaron. That is obvious. I asked Cassie, do you feel like you dodged a bullet with the events of Wakefest? Her answer is very haunting. She said, it saved my life. Okay, so you said this the other day, and I want you to kind of hear what I'm asking. So, he beat you up. He choked you, bit you, beat you up to where you had bruises. And he did it a week later. Tried to blame you. Wanted you to keep quiet of all this stuff. But you don't think he's capable of violence and murder. I just don't think that... Like, it, was, it took three years for him to do that. 
like for him to hurt me. And, and I think love makes you do stupid things. And that's why I just feel like he didn't hurt her. Like, I just, I just don't. I, but I really do believe in my heart that he's covering something up. Or maybe he tried to stop something. Or My honest opinion of what happened is I think he was trying to get to Lauren, like hit on her. Hannah woke up, saw what was happening, flipped out on what was going on, but blamed Lauren because she's infatuated with Aaron. And they got into like a fight and Lauren got hurt and was either dead at that point because she got hurt or they thought she was dead and she wasn't and then maybe were like trying to hide it and then they found out she wasn't dead and like what do we do now you know it's like that's the scenario that's in my mind Lauren's family gives their full permission for any and all details to be shared in hope that the truth will come out. If you know anything at all, call 1-888-599-0008 or email tips at SheilaWysocki.com. Join us on Patreon if you want to look behind the curtain and see what really happens in investigations. Next time on Without Warning. Without warning, host, executive director, and executive producer, Sheila Waisaki. Producers, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Editors, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Mixing and mastering by Resonate Recordings. Narrator, Tim Evans. Thank you for listening to Without Warning.